ACC football begins. Wake, Elon, State, Connecticut. It's a great opening weekend of college football, right? We've got five straight days of ACC football, Tuesday all the way through Monday, where Clemson and Duke clash. Fred Friedlander, Saturday Road, ACC columnist. He'll probably have to be at nine games or something over the first five-day weekend of football. He joins us on the Adam Gold Show. Thank you very much, my friend, for doing this. Uh, But before we get to the ACC, I'm going to ask you our poll question. Um, I don't know if you've been uh, paying attention at all or you follow me on Twitter. I put the poll question up. Mike, of course, is already mad at me. Um, So here's the the question. With the uh, playoff going to 12 teams after this year and us losing a Power 5 league because the Pac-12 is dying on the vine, uh, should it stay at 6 plus 6, 6 automatic qualifiers and 6 at large? Should it drop to 5 and 7 or... Should we just go all the best 12 teams regardless? Ooh, that's a really good question. Part of me says we should go with the best 12 teams regardless, but what's the point of having conferences if you don't reward conference champions? So I say go to five and then add the extra AQ. I mean, the, uh, the extra at large. All right. That, that's probably what will ha- actually, I think it might even be more uh, advent might have been easier just to stay at six and six. I don't think they will. I think they'll try to go to five and seven. But if I were the commissioner of the American or the Sun Belt or the Mountain West, I wouldn't. I would vote for uh, status quo because it has to be unanimous. Any any change to the current format has to be voted unanimously. So well, you know. Mike Oresco of the uh, of the American has been advocating for years that it should be a power six. Of course he so, has. So, you know, that it, he, he'd be right, they'd be right up his alley there. Right, but, like, most of those teams that they used to have are now in power five leagues or power four yeah. leagues. But, I, no, I, I understand, and he's advocating for his league. Um, I, I know there are people who think the Sun Belt's the next best league. Uh, I, I think they're all pretty good leagues and it all depends on the year which league is best i would advocate for, hey listen how, how how are we gonna know what leagues are gonna look like from year to year anyway right i'm with you i'm with you on that i like i i firmly believe that we are headed to football leaving everything else behind and doing their own thing for football and maybe we go back to more sensible-sized conferences in the other sports. I think we're going five years from now, we might not even recognize what college sports looks like. I agree, and I think the next thing you see once this particular round is done, I think you may start seeing contraction rather than than additions. So I, I, I agree with you 100%. I, well, we weren't supposed to agree on this. I thought you. Well, you said five plus seven. Uh, here's my argument. I'll pretend that uh, <laughs> we're diametrically opposed. Uh, that 12, 12 teams sounds big, but it really isn't. And there's no need to have a conference champion uh, from the. No offense to the Sun Belt or the uh, or the American or the Mountain West. There's no reason to have a conference champion that's nine and nine and four uh, playing for the college foot in a, in a college football playoff game. There's no need for it. 
Um, it's the same concept as the divisions that we just got rid of in the ACC. I mean, right. why do you want a 6-6 six and six, uh, Georgia Tech team playing a nationally ranked Florida State team, which I think happened in, what, 2013, I think it was? Yeah. Uh, because basically what it does is, you know, Florida State wins that game, but it drags them down because their strength of schedule goes, you know, goes to the toilet. So, yeah, I mean, I, I agree 100% again. I'm sorry. <laughs> we got to stop this. Brett Friedlander. I know. Uh, ACC Saturday Road columnist. Let's see if I can uh, drag you into a fight somewhere else. Um, North Carolina, South Carolina is the most important game in the first month for the ACC. No, absolutely not. LSU, Florida State is. And, and, and the reason is because Florida State has gotten so much love in the mm-hmm. offseason. They are the cool team. They are that team that everybody is jumping on the bandwagon. Well, you know, go out there and prove it now because if they go lay an egg in Orlando on Sunday, they, you know, on Labor Day Sunday, all of a sudden now they're going to be a fraud. And, mm-hmm. and again, the ACC, even though they don't want to be in the ACC, the ACC will get dragged down with them. So uh, I, I, I think that is by far the most important game. And I tell you what, I think the second most important game is Duke Clemson mm. because Duke has got a real shot of winning that game. I think Duke uh, they're going to be the more, they, they, they got the more experienced team. Um, their offense is, is better than Clemson's at this point, I think, although it might not be at the end of the season. Uh, they're playing at home, which not necessarily an advantage, but at least they're not at death Valley. And Clemson needs to win that game. The ACC needs Clemson and Florida State to be elite. They need them to be in the top ten all year. They need them to play twice. And losing to Duke in that first game, while it's not a, a, a an embarrassment because Duke is a very good team, just not a good look. And the ACC can't really can't really afford that right now. So I would say those those two games are even more important than South Carolina, North Carolina. Although as a graduate of the university of south carolina i'm probably going to be interested in that one more all right here's here's now we're going to argue i'm uh finally we, we got to this so if florida state loses to lsu now if they get housed by lsu that might be different but if they lose to lsu and then beat clemson we're 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 fine yeah if north carolina loses to a mid-table team from the sec and that's all south carolina is they are just yep. a middle-of-the-road team in the SEC. If UNC loses that game, there is no path back to respectability for the Tar Heels and, I think, tangentially, the league. I think that has greater ramifications. Regard, like LSU is a top-five team. There is no question. I think we all believe that, based on the way they played at the end of last season and all of the stuff that Brian Kelly is capable of doing and has done in recruiting and all that. Uh, I think LSU is a team that probably thinks it can compete for a national championship, as Florida State does. But losing that game, I don't think, I don't think crushes the league as long as Florida State goes on to have a great year, maybe beats Clemson but has a good year. Uh, I think I don't. I just don't see where North Carolina saves face after losing to South Carolina. 
Adam Gold in studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator. Well, for the next 10 of you to call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888-843-0013. Or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. See, I I don't necessarily think North Carolina is looked that way nationally. I I think they're playing for the league. Remember, I said it's the ACC important game. Yeah, it it is. It is because, you know, anytime you can beat an SEC team, whether it's a a bottom feeder or a middle of the road team, you know, there's that. But I just I just think that North Carolina, NC State, Virginia Tech, whoever plays in that game in Charlotte every year against South Carolina always loses it. So I mean, <laughs> except for when Sam Howell you know pulled the rabbit out of his hat a couple of years ago. But I mean, go back and look. I mean, they always lose that. And so I just think that. It's the norm, and, and, and really nobody's going to think twice about it because it always happens. So what you're saying, it will be an upset, Brett Friedlander, if the Tar Heels beat the Gamecocks the, uh, that Saturday, that opening Saturday of college football's first full weekend. Yes, although <laughs> I, I do believe that the Tar Heels are going to win that game because yeah. I, think, I think Drake May is, is going to tear that, that defense apart. But, yeah, I, 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 I would say yes. Be, uh, they'll be favored, but it will still be an upset. <laughs> and here's the here's the thing. I understand and I agree with that line of thinking, because if you look at the Tar Heels most recent history, when it comes to winning that game, no matter what that game is, they have not done it. So it will surprise a lot of people, I think, that uh, if North Carolina is to win that game. All right, uh, Florida State or Clemson? Who is the winner of this league? Clemson. And and I say that because I just think that their defense is their defense. And I think Garrett Riley is going to have a, a major impact on the development of Kate Klubnick. Not only Kate Klubnick, but he's going to bring in that air raid offense. And, you know, Clemson's receiving core has not been – up to yes. its usual standards over the last few years. But I think the scheme that he's going to bring in is going to make that receiving core a lot better than it really is because they're going to have more, they're going to have more room to, 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 to operate. They're going to have more open space. And I think they're going to use Will Shipley better and more in the, in the passing game. And I just think that entire offense is going to benefit from him being there. Um, Florida State is very good. They've got everybody back. They've got that great transfer class coming in. But I, I think those six wins to end the season last year are, are, are being overvalued just a little bit. Look at who they beat. Mm-hmm. One team with a winning record, and it was Syracuse, and they were 7-6. and six. So the, the three best teams that they played on their schedule after that ugly, sloppy LSU game to start the season, they lost to. So they're going to be really, really good. They're going to be a national uh, contender. But I I just think Clemson's better. Well, I I think Clemson probably is more talented, uh, certainly defensively. Um, I don't know that they have the better quarterback. I would give Jordan Travis the edge there. Uh, I know Clemson's got 
you know, Will Shipley. Florida State's got a great, great running backs too. Trey Benson. Yeah. Um, and I think Florida State is better at the receiver spot. I don't think you can pretend your way to a great passing game if you don't have great wide receivers. I also don't know that we have seen Cade Klubnick as an elite level passer yet. He's going to have to prove that to me. I have, yeah. I have serious doubts about Clemson being a great offensive team even with a scheme change, but uh, I don't know. Let me ask you, speaking of scheme change, NC State's got a new offense. Yep. Do they, like in the opener against Connecticut, how do they approach that? Because my feeling is it's not, I don't want to see razzle-dazzle. I don't need to see flea flickers uh, and all sorts of goofy-looking offensive sets, but I need to see a more aggressive attitude from their offense trying to score points, not trying to let the defense win the game for them because they're not beating Notre Dame by playing it close to the vest in week two. And I think you treat week one like you have to do it to get ready for week two. Yeah, but you know what? Week one for NC State, is, is, and again for the ACC, is really important because it's a road game and it's against a tricky opponent in that you, you look at UConn and you say, oh, they are the dregs. They are terrible. They're one of the worst teams in college football, and they mm. were about two years ago. Two years ago. They, they weren't last year. They were a bowl team last year. Yeah. And while they weren't, any, you know, they weren't world beaters and NC State should beat them, you know, it's not a game where you can just show up. No. You know, I mean, you're going to have to play pretty well and win this game. Yeah. Um, and, and it'll be on Thursday night, so everybody's watching. I, I think the biggest thing, Adam, is to not try to do anything crazy just let Brennan be Brennan. I mean, just let him throw the ball downfield. Yeah. Let him get out in the open field and run a little bit. And just just be – just have fun. I mean, you know, it's, the last couple of years with, with Tim Beckett, it, it just kind of seemed like – like you said, that they were just trying to do enough to win the game and let the defense, right. you know, uh, take care of business. But just go out there and play some ball. That's and, a- and I think that, you know, Robert and I and, and, and Brennan Armstrong have that connection where I think they can do that right away. I don't think they're going to have to, you know, like, like Klubnik and, and, um, and Riley at Clemson. I think it's going to take a little time to, you know, to find a rhythm, to find an identity. I, I think that's something that NC State will have right away because of that connection. And just let them wing it. Just open it up and let them throw the ball 40 times. I think you and I agree, actually agree on that in that in the – especially last year – it bothered me that, and Dave Doran admit, didn't admit to last year being a mistake, but he admitted because I asked him point blank, um, do you ha- does offense or defense win championships now? And he understood the question in that he goes, you know, 10 years ago you could just, you know, you know score in the 20s and win college football games. He said, today you can't. You have to be in the 30s. So they they too often last year, just played very conservatively, field position, you know, not being daring, but I think they have to be. I think if you want to be truly good, you've got to be aggressive. And that's the thing, Adam, is Dave Doran, is he going to be able to change his attitude and his approach? I mean, they get down, say they're playing Notre Dame in game, game two, and they're either in a tie game or down by a couple of points, and it's four minutes to go in the game, what is he going to do? Is, is he going to throw those little screen passes to the, to the running back? Is he, you know, is, is, is he going to play it safe? Is he going to try to, you know, play for that, that field goal or, 
or or is he going to let Robert and I do Robert and I things and and let let it happen? So it, it'll be interesting to see because I, I think last year, you know, they had the crutch of well, we had quarterback injuries and mm-hmm. we weren't, you know. But even before that, I mean, look at the East Carolina game. Look at the Florida State game before Leary got hurt. I mean, they just, you know, they had this this quarterback that was the preseason ACC Player of the Year, and they just didn't turn him loose. Turn this guy loose. I'm with you. Let let Brennan Armstrong cook. Uh, let him yes, run. Yes. Let him throw. I mean, he threw for a boatload of yards two seasons ago. 19 yep. Two yeah. seasons ago at Virginia, threw for a boatload of yards. Uh, let it rip. Brett Friedlander, ACC columnist, SaturdayRoad.com. Uh, two weeks from today, my friend, uh, it all gets underway. I'll talk to you again soon. Anytime, Adam. You got it. Brett Friedlander here on the Adam Gold Show. Um, and look, you got uh, you got Brendan Armstrong, you got MJ Morris. They, uh, um, you know, and Morris looked like obviously there was something last year. And my initial thought when all of a sudden through the transfer portal, here comes Brennan Armstrong. I'm like, what does this mean for MJ? I thought MJ was going to leave. Still here. I want to see State. It, and something we talked about, and Brett hit on it. It's really about can Dave Doran let the reins go? So this might be taking Dave Doran out of his comfort zone. And I hope he does. I hope he allows himself to be led by the potential of a really good offense and let it rip. Hey, your defense can bail you out of bad situations. Let him do it. If 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 some mistakes are made, so be it. I think it'll help them in the long run. So when I was looking to transfer, it was um, a lot of one-on-one, and it didn't feel like I got lost in a huge university because I knew that if I came here, there was going to be someone I could talk to about every aspect of the courses I needed to take, but also, too, I loved the smaller classroom sizes, and I liked how interactive and immersive all of the learning was going to be. It wasn't just going to be me sitting in a room with a couple hundred people and a professor who didn't know my name. To find out more about transferring to William Peace University, visit peace.edu.